So thank you for checking out another episode of The Growth Talk. My name is Adam Gullett. I'm the host of this podcast. And before we actually get into the podcast, I want to talk a little bit about what this is. This is basically the foundation of Growth Talk, but it's actually the foundation of myself. Um, this is the standards that I live my life by. These are standards that I've come up with over the years of just developing myself, trying to be a better person, trying to be intentional with what I do and when I do it and how I do it. And these are the 21 standards that I strive to live by on a daily basis. Now, given I can't do all 21 of these things every single day, and I'm going to fail at a lot of these things every single day. But the practice of having something in writing, standards that I want to live by, help me to operate within the fullest of my potential and to also address the weaknesses of myself so I can be a better person, better father, better husband, a better leader, a better business owner, all the above, right? So these are standards that I live my life by and I hope it inspires you to do the same, to go out and set up at least a few standards for your life that you want to live by. And I think doing this practice will help you become a better person. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about my 21 standards that I live my life by. I hope you enjoy it and you see some value in it. Welcome to the Growth Talk Podcast, where we discuss business growth strategies, personal development, and leadership tactics. If you want to grow as a person and consider yourself a lifelong student, then let's grow together. Join me as I talk about my failures, successes, and also hear from others that have pushed through difficult times to get where they are. So listen in and learn to be fearless, bold, and relentless in your pursuit of excellence. All right, so in this episode, like I said, we're going to be talking about the standards that I live my life by. That's what this is about. Uh, these are things that I've come up with over the years of just being alive, basically, and realizing that I have a lot of failures inside of me, a lot of things that need to be addressed, um, things that I know I need to be better at doing. And so over time, I began to write and journal a lot of the stuff that is in these 21 standards that I choose to live by. Now, I like the number 21. 21 has a major significance in my life. It seems like in every sport that I played, I was number 21. My birthday is uh, February 21st. You know, I work for Century 21, so you kind of see where that's going. It just made sense to have 21 of them. And and I so I did 21 of these. Um, you know, I do have a free handout uh, for this p- particular episode, and there'll be a link in the show notes where you guys can download that. And it's the 21 standards that I live by and has a couple quotes with those. But also there is a habit tracker that I've uh, kind of just put together for you guys. If you want to come up with your own standards for life and things that you want to work on, and it is a habit. A lot of these 21 things come from just a daily ritual, right? Something that I need to do on a daily basis to get really good at it. So before I get into the actual 21 things, though, I kind of wanted to read the definition of what a standard is, because to me, I think that's where it all begins. We got to define the word a standard. What is a standard? So the definition of standard is this, a level of quality or attainment. 
an idea or thing used as a measure, norm, or model in comparative evaluations. So, these standards are what I look at when I look at the weaknesses of myself. I go through these and I figure out where I'm the weakest or where maybe I was strong but I've gotten weaker in. And then I begin to work on the habit and the standard of getting better at that particular point. So, Let's get into some of these type of things. And, you know, I want to make sure that you do know that it is a process and you really do need to go over and and be okay with uh, making mistakes and failing at these. Because I myself, even though I have 21 standards I live my life by, I, I don't follow through with this on a daily basis. I want to, it's my desire, but I'm, you know, I'm human, I'm weak, I make mistakes, I fail. But at least it's something I can go back to as a reference point that's outside of myself that says, hey, here's an area that you're kind of weak in. This is a standard that you said you wanted to be better at. And so that's what these are. These are, the, these are my point of reference to becoming a better person. Now, what I plan on doing, too, is in this podcast is taking these 21 standards and expanding upon them and why I chose any of these particular ones and why. And seeing if they relate to where you are or something that you might want to work on. But I think some of these make sense. So... Let's go ahead and get into some of these. Um, My number one standard that I live my life by is wake up early. Now, (laughs) a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like to wake up early. I hate waking up early. Uh, It's hard. You know, it's it's miserable. I I, I just want to stay in bed. I hit the snooze button. I want to stay in bed, right? But I have noticed this, that if I intentionally have a plan when I wake up early, I can accomplish a lot more in my day. So I made a point to make one of my standards is to wake up early. Now, that requires going to bed at a decent hour, right? I still need to be able to get my hours of sleep. Now, given this might not work for everybody, waking up early might not work, but this does work for me. And I've noticed that it's a common trend in a lot of successful people. And I wanted to mimic what a lot of successful people do. And I feel like that was the best way to start is waking up early. It saves me the most amount of time. So number one is waking up early. Aristotle said this, it is well to be up before daybreak for such habits contribute to health, wealth, and wisdom. Aristotle. So Aristotle said it. I feel like it's a good thing. I practice this daily and I have a set ritual that I follow every single day when I wake up at 5 a.m. It's what I do. It's what I strive to do. I think it's a good standard. The other one is read the Bible daily. So it doesn't really matter if you believe the way I believe or not, but I think having a belief system outside of yourself is key. And I am a believer. I'm, I trust the word of God. I have not seen a reason not to. And until someone gives me one, I'm going to continue to do so because it seems infallible. So I made a point that when I wake up early on a daily basis, I read the Bible. Ronald Reagan said this, within the covers of the Bible are the answers for all the problems men face. I have found that to be very, very true. If I'm struggling or I'm weak, I know there is a passage in the Bible that addresses where I'm at currently. So part of my routine and my standard for life is reading the Bible daily. Number three, declutter and organize everything in your life. I mean everything. Joshua Becker said this, the first step in crafting the life you want is to get rid of everything you don't. How true is this? Because we spend a lot of time storing up all these earthly possessions and these treasures. 
we move it from one location to the next one we move. We uh, will it to our family member that might not have wanted it because we wanted it. And we end up having all this stuff. I noticed that as I began to declutter everything that I had and get rid of the stuff I had, and I organized everything in my life, it became a whole lot easier to manage my life. When I had a point of order, even with my desktop or anywhere else I go, and I knew where everything is, I operated more efficiently. So declutter and organize everything in your life. File cabinets, drawers, desks, car, house, uh, kitchen, bathroom. You want to know where everything is because it's efficiency that you're looking for. So if something else gets out of whack, go address it, declutter it, organize it, and start again. Now, this next one is number four. This is I read three hours a day. I try to read at least three hours a day. Again, going back to number one, waking up early allows me the time to be able to allocate to this particular standard. Now, reading three hours a day sounds like a lot, but really time flies when you're reading a good book. And I read a lot of self-help books and leadership books and business books and training books because I want to get better. So Abraham Lincoln said this, a capacity and taste for reading gives access to whatever has already been discovered by others. See, we can go through life and make all these failures ourselves and um, try new things and fail and then maybe get some successes here and there and then fail again. But if we spend our time reading biographies or learning uh, tips and tricks on how other people have done it and we get that knowledge inside of us, we actually increase the amount of work that we can do and the amount of growth that we can have because we've learned from other people that have already done it. And to me, that's the most fascinating part about reading is I'm able to take the experiences of other people and apply it to my life and then replicate what's already been successful and maybe put my own creative, my own uh, personality into that creative work. But in reality, I'm learning from people that's already done it. So reading three hours a day, I'm constantly in the state of learning. It's stimulating my mind and all the above, right? Okay, this next one is about physical, physical ability. Number five, get your heart rate up daily. Uh, you need to get your heart rate up daily. Exercise has been proven to reduce stress, help with sleep, um, help with focus, the mind, and vitamin D, and all these vitamins. It, helps, it makes you want to eat. You eat better when you're exercising. You drink more water. So you really do need to get out and move. So number five is get your heart rate up daily. John F. Kennedy said this, physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it is the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. Physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it is the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. John F. Kennedy. That sums it all up, right? And I've noticed this. If I go out and I do a run, and my heart rate gets up, my, I get outside in the sun, I feel uplifted. When I come back into the office and I'm sitting down in front of my desk and I'm maybe doing a podcast, recording a video, or getting on a Zoom call, or calling somebody, or sending an email, my whole demeanor is better. I feel more intellectually engaged with the activity I'm doing. I feel more creative. So get your heart rate up daily. You'll be more productive for doing it. Number six is say, I love you to your family. Say, I love you to your family. Don't just assume they know you love them. Say it. Out of the blue, just call up your kids, call up some family members, say, hey, just was thinking about you, love you. 
You'll be interested to see how many conversations you actually have. Mark Twain says it, said this, to get the full value of joy, you must have someone to divide it with. By reaching out and intentionally saying to somebody, I love you, you will be intentional with bringing in joy because you're reaching out to somebody else, letting them know that you care. Number seven is this, work from a checklist. I love checklists even more than I, I like a planner. Checklists are great. I can sit down and go through my checklist during the day and work through this, and I'm more, more productive because I stay focused. It works. Number seven is work from a checklist because working from a checklist simply works. There's actually a book that I would recommend at this point. It's called The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. I think Gawande. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, but it's The Checklist Manifesto. Check it out. It'll change your life. It's a great way to work. Uh, Steve Maraboli said this about checklist. Rename your to-do list to your opportunities list. Each day is a treasure chest filled with limitless opportunities. Take joy in checking many off your list. And I found that to be so true. It's like opportunities. I get to do this. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do these. What an opportunity to be able to meet with this particular person, call this particular person. What an opportunity that I'm able to pay my bills, right? That's a good checklist item. I don't know about you, but whenever you pay a bill, checking that off, it always feels good because I met an obligation. And I also help somebody else meet their obligation. It's a win-win. Number eight is use a planner. Don't give away your time. That's the best thing I've seen about a planner is so much... Checklists and planners work together so well. All right, so planner is good for time blocking. It's this set of hours between maybe 8 and 12, I'm going to meet with clients, you know, 1 to 4, I'm going to do follow-up with emails and phone calls, whatever whatever your time blocking may be. I've noticed that that's really good for planners. Time block your planner. Say, this is when I'm going to do certain particular tasks in my day. And then... Work inside of that planner with a checklist on those time frames. I found that to be the best, most use efficient way of keeping time. And then I don't give away my time as much. So when I am diligent and intentional with using my planner, I'm actually better at not wasting time. Tom Landry said this, setting a goal is not the main thing. It is deciding how you will go about achieving it and staying with that plan. Number nine, address negative, difficult situations immediately. Negative and difficult situations that you do not want to have to deal with are the very ones that are going to derail you from progress, creativity, and intentional focus that you need to do for your job. So if you do not address it quickly and immediately, it's going to fester inside of you and it's going to diminish the time you're spending doing anything else. So if there's something that is negative or difficult that is going on right now, make that under the top of your priority list, knock it out, yank that Band-Aid off, and then get back to the focus work that you need to be doing. So number nine, address negative, difficult situations immediately. Napoleon Hill said this. He said, every adversity, every failure, and every heartache carries with it the seed of an equivalent or a greater benefit. That's beautiful. Every adversity, every failure, and every heartache carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. We just got to learn from these negative moments. How can we apply these negative circumstances to make us better? 
Number 10 is be a servant to those you lead. You know, being a leader is not about being at the top. We've all heard this. It's about being at the bottom, and it's about serving the people that are around you. Be a servant. If you see someone struggling that you lead, serve them. Be there to support them. Lift them up. Sing their praises. Talk about how great they are. It's not about you. It's about them and how you can help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. Be their biggest ambassador. Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. All right, my number 11, my 11th standard is only touch papers once. This goes back to the efficiency of decluttering your desk and organization. Only touch papers once. Ernest Hemingway said this, never mistake motion for action. When you touch a piece of paper or you touch a piece of mail, if you don't decide what, where that goes and you don't file it away, guess what happens later? It becomes something that you have to do again. You have to address that again. So that, that motion that you already went through needs to have some kind of action at the end so it's filed away and it's done. Otherwise, you end up getting more and more clutter. Number 12, have a meaningful conversation every day. Now, when I say meaningful conversations, we all have a lot of conversations. But what if you entered into a conversation where someone was struggling or maybe you were struggling and you made a, a, a point to call out to that person that is struggling and encourage them with something? Or if you're going through something, you reach out to somebody you know you can trust and you share with them what you're going through. Maybe have them pray for you, you know, give you some encouragement, whatever it may be. Have a meaningful conversation every single day. Life is about relationships. And if you can do this every single day, you're cultivating a relationship with somebody. And I think that is a very good practice to fall into. Dale Carnegie said this, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. So if you have a meaningful conversation, you're intentional with reaching out to somebody that is struggling. You are interested in what they have to say. So you're going to make more friends and, and better relationships if you do that than if you're trying to get people interested in what you, have, what you have to say and what you're trying to do. Number 13 is be a giver, not a taker. It is so much better to give than it is to receive. We've heard this so many times. Needs to be reiterated. I tell you what, the human nature is to take and focus on yourself. It is an internal desire that you just want to do, and you have to die to that desire every single day. So that's what this is about. Focus on those moments in your life where you can be a giver and not a taker. Roy T. Bennett said this, help others without any reason and give without the expectation of receiving anything in return. Help others without any reason and give without the expectation of receiving anything in return. How true is that? Be a giver, not a taker. Number 14, do something daily that scares you. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm scared to death to jump out of a plane over, you know, Grand Canyon and, you know, whatever it may be. I, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm scared to go cliff jumping. Maybe, maybe that's, those are some challenges you need to overcome. But this is more about what is it in your everyday life that makes you the most nervous? Because chances are, that's what you need to be doing. Is it making that cold call? Knocking on doors, like am I in real estate? Is it getting up in front of people and speaking and talking about, you know, something that you're very good at, but you're just too scared to get up in front of somebody and talk about it? 
Is that something that scares you? If so, those are the things you need to be doing every single day. Is it going live on Facebook or YouTube? Does that scare you? If so, start doing it. Do something daily that scares you. William Shakespeare said this, Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. So good. Number 15, be frugal. Be frugal. We can all get caught up in the idea of what we want, but we need to be focused on what we need. And if you can't develop the mindset to only focus on what you need, you will not be frugal. This is so hard to do. When money is good, it's easy to fall into the old habits that caused no money in your account. It's easy to not be frugal when cash flow is going really well. Being frugal is always a must, no matter how much money you have. Bill Duffy said this, cheap people don't become rich. Frugal people are almost always rich. Number 16, don't cast blame. Do not cast blame. In every situation, even if you've been wronged or something else has happened, find out what you can learn from that and what you could have done better to change that circumstance. Because I'm telling you, if you have an internal look at your own self and if there is something you could have done in the environment, you're going to become a better person. It's very, very easy to default to casting blame on somebody else. So-and-so did this. Oh, so-and-so did that. Oh, I didn't do that. It's their fault. That's a very easy road. It takes a lot of brain power and a whole different mindset to understand that you don't need to be casting blame. Steve Maraboli said this, the victim mindset dilutes the human potential. By not accepting personal responsibility for our circumstances, we greatly reduce our power to change them. Victim mindset. (laughs) The victim mindset dilutes the human potential. It absolutely does. The moment you put yourself in the victim position, you've now operated within a set of pride. Pride is now set in. It says, I'm, that was not me. Therefore, I've already arrived. My potential is good. I don't have to worry about it. Don't cast blame. Don't cast blame. Number 17. Spend quality time with those you love. So we talked about saying I love you to those you, the family and friends and all that, right? Number 17 is spending quality time with those you love. So I, I try to intentionally, in the morning before work and after work, to spend time with all of my kids and my wife. And then any other immediate family or anybody outside of that, close friends, I try to intentionally spend quality time with, with those I love. It's easy to get caught in the rat race and just continue to work, especially now more than ever because work is usually home with us, right? We got a tablet, we got a phone, and we've got uh, computers, we've got high speed internet. Most of us have home offices, so work is actually at home. So these these this travels with you. So spending quality time with those you love is a very hard thing to do. It sounds easy, but it's really really difficult, and you have to intentionally make time for that. So that's one of my standards. Number eighteen: Do something you enjoy daily. Life can boggle you down. You might love your work, but work will still wear you out. It will still mentally drain you. So you need to do something that you enjoy daily. You've got to find some hobby, something that just is an outlet for you to be able to just take a moment and say, that was for me. 
So for me, I have two things. I read and I run. Those two things are my hobbies. I love both of those. Um, It gives me the ability to step outside of my work and just let go of all the stuff that's going on around me and just spend time in the moment. Number 19 is learn something new daily. I want to be challenging myself to learn every day. When I was growing up, my parents encouraged me that everything was a learning opportunity. Every environment that I found myself in, I was encouraged to learn something from that environment. It wasn't just about entertainment if we were at the lake. It was about how does physics work when you're skiing behind a boat? How does weight shifting on the ski change the way you go through the water? And why does that happen? Everything was a learning moment. I've carried that on into my adulthood. Every moment I want to learn something new. And I, I get really good at this where I journal this in my, in my journal every single day. I journal something that I've learned every day that I did not know before. I make that one of my points. Martin Fisher said this. He said, all the world is a laboratory to the inquiring mind. All the world is a laboratory to the inquiring mind. Mm, love that. Inquiring mind. Number 20, record major moments in a journal daily. Like I said, I journal a lot, especially about uh, something new that I've learned. But recording major moments in a journal is key because I'm not sitting here doing long journaling. I'm talking about just writing down key moments that took place in the day. Certain uh, conversations I might have had, very significant moments I might have shared with my kids or my wife. It's very pertinent information. I'm not long handing my journal. I'm giving a couple little entries about the day, something that I might find relevant when I go back to look. Probably going to be a pretty boring read for anybody that wants to read it. It's just going to be a lot of little notes about days that I've had, things that I wanted to remember. So somebody might find interesting about it, something something interesting in there. But, you know, for the most part, it's really just journaling out and getting what's in my mind out onto paper and then being able to visually see that. Um, Brad Wilcox said this, a personal journal is an ideal environment in which to become. It is a perfect place for you to think, feel, discover, expand, remember, and dream. And finally, this is the last one. Love others, be kind, and forgive often. It's so hard to to love your enemies. It's so hard to be kind to those who are not being kind to you. And it's very hard to forgive when they won't forgive you. But we are called to do that. We are called to love others. We are called to be kind. And we are called to forgive often. That is my 21, number 21 for me. Love others, be kind, and forgive often. C.S. Lewis said this, Do not waste time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as if you did. And over time, you get better and better at loving people. Understanding that we're all flawed, we all have issues, and we've got to be working on ourselves. These are my 21 standards that I strive to be good at in my life. You might have your own. And I encourage you guys to go through the practice of writing down things that are important to you and developing your own standards. And then using that as a point of reference to work on yourself, to point of reference to set goals, point of reference to set the value proposition you have for yourself. These are my 21. You might have your own encourage you to do so. Now, in the show notes, you will find a link to download a free PDF of these standards that I have laid out today in this podcast. Inside of that PDF, you'll also find just a habit tracker. 
a simple little form that you can use to write out your own standards that you want to work on with a little item where you can check off as you go through those to help you get better at implementing those standards that you have set up for yourself into your daily routine. So I hope you find that helpful. Um, and if you do, please, you know, leave me a, leave me a comment, shoot me an email, let me know if you, if you did, but I, it's my desire to help you guys while also help myself and to build a community where we're growing together to be able to hold each other accountable to be better people. All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. We're going to expand upon these as we go throughout the next episodes as well. So be looking for those. And as always, until next time, stay fearless, bold, and relentless in your pursuit of excellence. Thanks for listening to another episode of Growth Talk. If you have a question or comment you would like to share, please email them to askadamtoday at gmail.com. And if you want to see what I am up to, be sure and follow me on Instagram at agullet. And remember to be fearless, bold, and relentless in your pursuit of excellence.